My name is James Gleason, and I want to welcome you to the weekend teaching ministry of Sunrise Church here in Hillsboro, Oregon. Now, Sunrise is a church devoted to being a safe place to hear a life-changing message. And our vision is to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so every weekend, we share a message of hope from God's Word, the Bible. Now, if you'd like to know more about discovering and growing in a relationship with the God who loves you, please take a moment to visit our website at www.isunrise.com. Now, from there, you can learn how to connect with the God who loves you. Then you can learn how to grow with others along the journey of life. You can learn to develop a heart to serve the least, the last, and the lost. And finally, you can learn how to lead others to know Jesus Christ on this journey of disciples making disciples. And so now I invite you to follow along with our weekend message as you discover the heartbeat of God. So I wanted to begin by telling you a story about my life. Now, my life has been full of a lot of moving. During grade school and high school, I went to 11 different schools. Kathy and I and the kids, we moved a lot in full-time ministry. When I graduated from Bible College in 1981, we served in many churches in the southwestern United States for over 17 years. And for three and a half of those years, I was privileged to be the pastor of a small conservative Baptist church that was a very, very difficult but very blessed ministry in uh, in Arizona. And uh, we moved from there in 1996. And I remember telling my wife as we were moving, I said, you know, maybe we just need to stay out of ministry for a little bit. Maybe God wants us to step out for something. Maybe there's some things he wants to teach us. Boy, did he ever have a lot to teach us. And for 21 years, I was out of full-time pastoral ministry. I, I reasoned that I would just serve God no matter where I was. I would just do what God has enabled me to do, to gift that he had gifted me to do, no matter what church I was in. And we served in several different churches. I served to my heart's content. I did everything that God wanted me to do and worked a full-time job in that type of ministry. And so for 21 years, I was not in full-time Christian service. Then five and a half years ago, Pastor James and the the team here came to me and said, "Uh, Keith, we see the calling of God in your life and we would like you to join the staff at sunrise. Now I remember it didn't make sense. I had just fallen into a job that I loved, a profession that I loved. I had been doing it. I've been making wonderful money, great pension, great benefits, great insurance, and and I didn't want to quit that job. And I remember my wonderful wife said to me, she said, "You know, Keith, 
maybe this is God giving you one more chance. And she helped me to see that that's what God was doing. And we sought out counsel for six months before we made the decision to say yes. And I'm so glad I did because today is my fifth anniversary of being your Connect Pastor. And I love Sunrise and I love you. I, uh, you know, moving around in ministry is always difficult. But you know, my wife, he's, she was very faithful. She followed me and the kids as we moved all over the United States. And 42 years later, she's still with me. God bless her. So today we're looking at the life of Abraham. And I can identify with Abraham because I moved a lot. Abraham moved a lot. And I had troubles and I had problems whenever I moved. Many times I moved to get away from the troubles, only to have the troubles and problems follow me. Many times I did not have a clear picture of what God wanted. I just knew God wanted me to move. And so let's, let's look at Genesis chapter 12 as we look at the life of Abraham. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed You know, I love little factoids, and so I want to give you kind of a context of the time frame in world history as to when this happened. When God spoke to Abraham uh, at, at this verse here, he was 75 years old. Noah had just died 72 years before. Noah's son Shem was still alive and he was 263 years old. And he would go on to live another 500 years. And so, although the Bible does not say, it is quite possible that Noah and Shem met Abraham when Abraham was even born. These men were both alive before the flood. So it's quite possible that Abraham had contact with some of the pre-flood people. Interesting. And Lamech, Shem's grandfather, and great-grandfather Methuselah 
may have even talked to Adam face to face. Now that's amazing. So this gives you an idea of the text, textual uh, context of time that you see. So let's look at this map here. On this map, you see Haran, which is where Abraham was when God told him to move to Canaan. And it's about a 600-mile journey from Haran to Canaan. We would do that in about 12 hours if we were going to drive from Salem to San Francisco. But in those days, it probably took 12 days or even longer. And so Abraham was 75 years old. His wife, Sarah, was 65. So first of all, you want to see a couple of things that we're not talking about Abraham yet. God takes Abraham outside and he shows him the stars. And it says, Abram, not Abraham. So then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Let's go on. And Abraham believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. I want to read that scripture again because I read it wrong. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Look at the word Abram. The word Abram means high father. Now here's a man who has no children, and God is calling him. High Father. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteous because of his faith. You know, we're going to see those words again, but I want to just say a couple things here. I grew up in a lot of different churches. My dad was a pastor and my uncle was a pastor. And uh, I grew up under a lot of different preaching. And we were in churches all across the southwestern United States that had amen corners. You know what an amen corner is, don't you? That's when the preacher says amen, right? Amen. Yeah, and that, that gets him wound up a little bit. And then, the, and then he hears another. Yeah. Oh, and that gets him wound up a little bit more. And then he hears another. Yeah. Amen. And that's all oh, I'd say. go get him, preacher. Go get him, preacher. And you know what the word for faith is in Hebrew? Amen. Amen. 
You see, it means you agree with God. When you say amen, you say, I agree, preacher. But when you are a Hebrew and you say amen, it means I agree with you, God. I agree with you, God. Now let's get back to the narrative here. So Abraham is 99 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. And I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants at this Abraham, Abram, fell face down on the ground. Now look at this. He said, I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. And then he says, I will make you the father of many nations. So God said, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Again, God says, I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. And if that wasn't enough, God repeats to Abraham a third time saying, you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. So God changes his name from Abram, high father, to Abraham, father of a multitude. And in Genesis chapter 17, he says, Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. From generation to generation, this is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And just one more, just in case, he says, Your descendants will become many nations. Now, when was the last time you got a fourfold guarantee from God? And four times, Abraham heard that, and he heard God say that he would multiply his lineage. But I want to say something. God's promises do not come without challenges. And look at the challenges Abraham faced. Now before he changes his name, and, he, and after he moves from Haran to Canaan, look at all of the things that happened to Abram. He moves to Canaan. Famine hits. He has to move to Egypt to survive. He gets caught in a lie to the king of Egypt. The king of Egypt almost steals his wife. God intervenes. He and his 
nephew, Lot, get into an argument over land. Lot moves to Sodom. Sodom is destroyed. Abram rescues Lot. All this, all this problem after problem. And this is all, this is what the Bible has written down. It doesn't even say what didn't have, what we don't know is there. Twelve years later, he decides he's going to do things his way. And he listens to his wife and has a son by a surrogate and names him Ishmael. And things are problems there and winds up sending Ishmael and Hagar away. Boy, you'd think after obeying God that God would make it easy. Couldn't he at least do that? Let's go on. Sometime later, this is some uh, theologians estimate that it was as much as 12 to 20 years later. God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. When God gives you a thus saith the Lord, he always wants to prove himself to you by challenging you. And the best thing that you can do is act in obedience to him through that challenge. Even when it does not make sense. Now if I'd have been Abraham, I'd have been doing everything I can to argue with God about this. But the Bible says, the next morning... Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire, for a burnt offering, and he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abram got up and saw the place in the distance. Abraham stops. He tells the servants, stay here. Stay here with the donkey. The boy 
and I will travel a little further. We will worship there. And then we will come right back. Let's read that again. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there. And then we will come right back. What an amazing statement. Faith is not just a sincerely held belief. It's not just something to get you an exemption. Faith is a decision that you make based on the word of God and his promise to you. And it's a decision that you make to follow God no matter what. So Abram, Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on his son Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, we have the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And they both walked on together. I love how the King James puts it. Said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. holy place there Abraham and his son Isaac are on Mount Moriah Abraham takes the cords and he binds his son Isaac after having built the altar. He lays Isaac on the altar. And I cannot imagine the horror going through both of their minds. As Isaac is bound on that altar 
And Abraham takes the knife and he raises it to slit Isaac's throat. And God stops him. And there in the distance, they hear a ram bleating. Oh, the joy of a caught ram in the bush. And they both, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I don't know where this new year finds you. But there on that holy mount, a sacrifice was made. Very similar to this one that you see. You see, on Mount Moriah, Abraham was obedient to God. The ram was sacrificed instead of his son. And it was all a picture of things to come. Abraham's faith became a prophecy of a coming savior who would be sacrificed in our place to take away our sin. And I don't know where, again, this new year finds you. You may be finding, uh, you may be in a dead end right now. Emotionally, relationally, business-wise, I don't know, but I do know this. No matter where you are, God sees you. He knows the difficulties you've been through and the decisions you've made to get where you are despite all of the faith that you can muster. God loves you, he is for you, and he can take your faith journey and he can make it something beyond you could ever imagine. God will make a way. And like Abraham, God's plan for your life will become more understandable as you head down the path he sets before you. But understanding is not a requirement for you to start. If you think of Abraham now and what he is able to see some 4,000 years after God gave him all of these promises, he is seeing his faith in God not only fulfilled but continually multiplied daily. And one day you will stand in the full light of eternity and you will view the big picture just like Abraham is viewing right now. You may be on a tough path, but God is honored when you follow his path, even though it's tough. You may never see the end result in this life, but God can. All of the problems, all the heartaches, all the difficulties, all the delays, all the tragedies, all the things that make your path tough will one day be very clear in the light of God's love. I think of our own Heather Brown, who within 78 days in 2008 lost both her daughter and her husband to death. How unfair, you say, that God would take both of them in such a quick time frame. 
Yet Heather has stayed the course. It was difficult, and she will tell you that, but she maintained her faith in God, and now God is using her as she has walked with and is leading hundreds of people through their grief. I think of the journey in my life of my failures, how 25 years ago, I never would have believed that I would have been a full-time pastor again. I had resigned myself to serving as a lay minister in whatever church I was a part of, working a full-time job, supporting the church with my gifts and my giftings. But God honored his calling in my life, and by faith I believed it, Even though I was perfectly content with what I was doing, God called me back and I have a great job as the Connect Pastor of Sunrise. I get to use my gifts and my talents to bless you. When you believe God for deliverance from your sin, you are like Abraham. God even says, let's talk about this. He says, come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know, there's a problem within the nature of mankind And that is, we do not have it within us to be good enough to be accepted by God. You don't. So what's the solution? It's a faith that is demonstrated by your belief. You do have it within you. To believe that the death of Jesus is all you need to take away your sin. You do have it within you to be willing to allow him to control your life from this day forward. You do have it within you to agree that Jesus Christ rose from the dead to give you his new life and place it inside you. How do you obtain that? You just pray to God. And you tell him, you believe these things. This is your act of faith. What is the sin that overcomes you? Have you experienced deliverance from that sin? You can experience that and a relationship with God. But the only way is by believing God and by doing what he says. The Bible says not just once, but four times. That Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Let's look at one of those verses in the New Testament. Here it says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. 
In just a moment, we're going to celebrate the death and the of Jesus Christ through communion. And I'm going to ask our worship team people to uh, come forward and uh, prepare to transition to the communion. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. I want to ask you, will you choose to believe God? I guarantee you that once you choose to take God at his word, he will count it to your right relationship with him. You know, we want to say thank you to Jesus, who is the object of our faith. You know, the object of our faith is not Sunrise Church. It's not the Sunrise brand. It's not our service to the community. The object of our faith is not Pastor James or Pastor Jay or Pastor Shane or even me. The object of our faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. And Abraham pictured that beautifully by sacrificing or being willing to sacrifice his son on Mount Moriah. Just as God sacrificed his son on Mount Calvary. And when you place your faith on the Lord Jesus Christ as your replacement sacrifice, just as that ram was the replacement for Isaac. When you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a new creation. You are a believer. And we take the elements of the bread and the wine to focus on Jesus Christ and his work for us. We do this so that we can remember his death until he comes again. And we don't do this to replace our faith, but to strengthen it. Because it is his work, not ours. Father, as we see this morning the great faith that it took for Abraham to do what he needed to do. For you to call Abraham righteous before you. We ask that all glory would be turned to you, Jesus Christ. And that he would receive the glory from this beautiful picture that was given to us. We pray, Lord Jesus, that your work would be done in Jesus' name for your glory. And we celebrate this in his name. Amen.